Here in the United States alone, just for pre-diabetes, there are more than 88 million people estimated, adults. But what we're hearing more of lately is diabetes, especially type 2 in kids. That's the scary part. All right, it is time for Valley Health Check, a resource for you, something you can listen to at your convenience. And each time you stop by, it's a topic I think you're really going to like. And we have from Horizon Health, Aaron Frank. How you doing, Aaron? Good morning. Thanks for having us back. Well, it's a pleasure to have you all in here. And we have another special guest, which uh, we're going to talk about something very important I think a lot of people are going to really get into. Yep. This morning, we're talking about diabetes. So um, I brought with me Lisa Cornwell. She's a um, certified diabetes educator, and she is also the manager of our Center for Diabetes and Endocrinology at Horizon Health. Now, that sounds like one heck of a title, first off. Fancy. And uh, it is a fancy title. Lisa, thanks for being here. You're welcome. Uh, What does that mean? What is that? CDE? What is that title? What does it entail? So a CDE is a certified diabetes educator. Um, My first degree is a registered nurse, and then I went on to specialize in educating patients um, with diabetes, what's going on in their bodies, how to monitor their blood sugar. We discuss all the medication options out there because those change daily. There's new diabetes medicines coming out daily. We support them and help them make self goals to keep them on track to help keep their blood sugar controlled. So who is appropriate to come see you for that? Yeah. So anyone who is a newly diagnosed pre-diabetic or diabetes, whether it's type one or type two, anyone who's struggling to control blood sugars, um, they may have been diabetic for 10 years, but now their A1C is going up. They're having a hard time controlling blood sugars. Maybe time to revisit and talk to someone to see if we can't figure out the pieces of why that's happening. Um, Someone who is new to injectable therapy, um, such as insulins or even the GLP-1 class like the Ozempic or the Trulisti, the Bidurions, and really anybody who has questions both for themselves or family members if they have family members with some, you know with diabetes. Now, before we go further, is diabetes more relevant now than it was, let's say, five years ago? Because I, you know, I talk to people who I work with that, that seem their blood sugar, it seems to be an issue. They need to keep tabs on it. But it seems like I hear more of it now than I did, let's say, three, four years ago. Is it just me? Are we seeing more of it? Or is it because we're diagnosing it better? I think a little bit of both. The numbers are going up. Here in the United States alone, just for pre-diabetes, there are more than 88 million people estimated adults. But what we're hearing more of lately is diabetes, especially type two in kids. That's the scary part. Mm -hmm. That is the scary part. We're looking at a younger generation now that uh, is dealing with this. Now, let's say you need self-management. And as a diabetic, what do you need to do to stay well? What can you tell folks? Sure. So daily, we are going to check your blood sugar. And that depends on how many times a day your physician would like you to do it. And also depends on the medications you're on. Some test once a day, some test four times a day. So knowing what your blood sugar is, is probably number one. Um, Taking your medications as prescribed. It's very Um, important, I can assume. Yes, taking them at the right time, not skipping doses. So taking your medicine's important. Exercise, getting at least 30 minutes of exercise most days of the week is very beneficial in controlling blood sugars. Counting and controlling the amount of carbohydrates you consume. So looking at those nutrition labels and what it is you're drinking or what it is you're eating, everything that, you know, goes into your mouth, you should know how many grams of carbs it contains and 
try to control that. Are there any new options? I know with people that have been diabetic for some time and, and they're treating it and they're going through it, is there new options to make it less evasive? Is that a, is it a good word to sure. use? Sure. Yeah. So the diabetes treatment and self-management, um, there is new stuff coming out all the time, new advancements that are making it easier for diabetics con- to control their blood sugar. The biggest, I think, newest exciting thing right now is all the CGMs, which is continuous glucose monitors. Examples of that would be like the Freestyle Libre, the Dexcom G6, the Medtronic Guardian. And instead of doing finger sticks, uh, like the Freestyle Libre goes on the backside of your arm. You wear it for 14 days. It's waterproof. So you shower, you swim. It's taking a blood sugar every five minutes, whether you swipe the reader over it or not. That's pretty amazing. That you you don't stop living life with this. Right. Uh, not that you don't before, but it seemed to be kind of an inconvenience. This seems a lot better. You, it's a really great for behavior modification because with finger sticks, you know, that's a process to stick right. your finger. You only have so many strips. Strips are expensive. Gotcha. Um, with the CGMs, you can check your blood sugar 500 times a day if you want, and then you can see the effects of the food on your blood sugar so much easier because you are you can constantly check if that's what you're wanting to do. Right, right. You there, have that option. You have that which, option. Which is great. Well, yeah. you just you just brought up the increased incidence in kids. I would think that this is game-changing when you're trying to monitor blood sugar in children. Absolutely. And real quick, we want to remind everybody, welcome to Valley Health Check. We're talking with Lisa Cornwell, certified diabetes educator and manager of Center for Diabetes and Endocrinology at Horizon Health. And of course, we're talking diabetes. Now, we've, we've talked about a certain things, but what are the complications that that folks really need to be looking out for that that might need to get some information to see where they're at. So high blood sugar damages the small nerve endings in the small blood vessels. So we are really concerned of complications in your eyes, okay. kidneys, feet and legs, and then it also increases your risk for a heart attack and stroke. So by reducing your A1C, every percentage point you reduce your A1C, you drastically reduce the risk of developing those complications. I would assume that talking to your doctor and being on a strict medication and everything thing can prevent and help other situations going wrong in your body as well. Absolutely. Not only controlling your blood sugar, but, you know, maybe providing blood sugars to your provider in between visits so we can make medication adjustments so we don't have to wait the three months to try to get them at a more acceptable level. Getting your eyes dilated every year, um, that's different than checking for glasses. That's, right. you know, the looking at the blood vessels in the very back of your eye. It's a very specific. Very specific for. test. Yeah. Retinopathy is what causes blood blindness in diabetics, and then there's no signs or symptoms to the patient until it's too late. So getting that dilated eye exam yearly and making sure that there's no changes. If there are changes, then there's lasers and treatments, and there's things that the provider can do to help protect your vision. So that's very, very important. Now, this is kind of out of left field, but let's say someone's listening to this and they're like, okay, I've been noticing some problems with my eyes or they've noticed something. We don't want anybody to overreact. What do you recommend someone that's hearing this? What should they do? I would definitely recommend getting an appointment, either an optometrist or an ophthalmologist. Either one can do the dilated eye exam. And then if they, you know, discover that there is a problem, then they can talk with their provider of what the next step is. But like everything, better to check. My question in regards to all this is as as a frontline provider doing this every day in the field, do diabetics that you work with know that these are complications? Like how, how many of the diabetics that sit down with you know that these are the things that they're at greater risk of long term? It varies, really. Some of my patients be like, oh, yeah, my grandma lost toes. Oh, my grandpa went blind. Like I've seen these. Some don't know that those 
are possibilities because they feel fine. It's commonplace. Diabetes is commonplace. It is. It is. But they think it's not going to happen to me. I feel great. And you feel great until the one day that you don't. Well, how would you explain to someone the difference between type 1 and type 2 diabetes? Sure. So type 1 is an autoimmune. Okay. It's when your pancreas quits producing insulin for an unknown reason. Those patients normally get very, very sick, end up in the hospital. Um, And the only really treatment option for them is insulin. Okay. Um, It used to be that this is what we consider juvenile diabetes or the ones that the kids were diagnosed with. Okay. Um, But we have seen a lot of newly diagnosed type 1 adults. So it's not just kids anymore. The type 2 is normally used to be adult onset, um, normally lifestyle, sedentary lifestyle, diet high in carbs and sugar. Some genetics plays into it. But now that's also happening to our teenagers and adolescents because of the lifestyle, we're not as active as we used to be. With type two, um, we can do oral medications. Um, There's a lot more classes of medications that we can try before we get to the insulin. We've talked about A1C a couple times, and I'm sure if we we have people listening today that are are diabetics who have been diagnosed, I'm sure they know what that A1C means. If we have a family member listening, or we have some, maybe some pre-diabetics listening, or some people who are just generally interested listening, can we pause a moment and and give a little bit of definition to A1C and and why that's so important in the diabetes world? Yes. So A1C is a lab draw. It looks at the glucose on the red blood cell. And what it tells us is kind of gives us a big, more overall picture um, over the last two to three months, what the blood sugar control has been. When we do a finger stick, that's what the blood sugar is here and now. The A1C gives us that more comprehensive over the last two to three months. Really, how good have your numbers been? So the one thing I once I once saw making this comparison that made it all crystal clear in my head, and maybe medical professionals are going to cringe when I say this, but it made a lot of sense to me, so I want to try it out, was that if a finger prick is comparable to... Uh, a baseball player's performance in the game where an A1C is more like their batting average. Yeah. Over the course of the season. Can yeah. we can we make that That's comparison? That's really interesting. I like that. Well, it resonated with me. I'm yeah. like, hang on, I know what that means. Yeah, I do too, <laughs> I don't know about this A1C stuff, yeah. but I know what that means. But what does that do about your batting average? Yeah. No. <laughs> Right. That's right. a good way, though. It, it, it's it's putting it in a place to where you can understand it. As long as Lisa says we can say that. That, that, <laughs> that analogy is okay. Uh, um, yes, Lisa, that is fine. Lisa approved on the I analogy there. It is helpful. You've been listening to Valley Health Check with Aaron Frank and certified diabetes educator and manager of Center for Diabetes and Endocrinology of Horizon Health, Lisa Cornwell. Now, this is a first of a three-part series as we talk about diabetes. Be sure and check back as we talk about food, the importance of counting calories, and how that affects you if you are a diabetic. We'll be talking about the high risk for developing diabetes and if you just received a pre-diabetic diagnosis. I have before, but I was able to work my way back. We're going to talk about that in a couple of other installments of Valley Health Check. Thank you so much for joining us. If you need more information on Horizon Health, just go to myhorizonhealth.org.